Peace, and welcome to the Tailored Healing Collective Podcast. This is a space for, but never limited to, people of color. We're discussing sacred plant medicine, pregnancy, parenthood, and more. You know, there's such a stigma on who can open the floor for conversation on these topics that are viewed as taboo or even inappropriate. This fact alone has made so many become fearful of the very thing that could help us rebuild families, create our own businesses, and most importantly, trust our role in this world as future ancestors. So wherever you are, take a cleansing breath and do your best to listen with an open mind, heart, and spirit, and let love lead the way. I'm your host, Taylor. Hey, thank you for joining us again on the Tailored Healing Collective podcast. Today, I have Ari with me of Groovy Mamas on Instagram. Uh, Ari is a microdosing mom to four beautiful children with a partner, and she's here to talk with us today and tell us a little bit about her story and how she got into microdosing. How are you doing today, Ari? I'm good. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show. I'm so excited to be here, and I can't wait to share um, my experience with everyone. Of course. I'm so excited. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. So my name is Ari. I'm from Texas. Me and my partner, Ty, we have four little groovy babies and they're three years old, two years old, one. And then we have a three month old. Um, I'm a homeschool mom. So I homeschool my kids. Um, I'm a natural birthing mama and I believe strongly in holistic medicine. Um, I'm a photographer and I have a small business uh, creating digital marketing tools um, on Etsy. That's awesome. Yeah, I've seen some of your work. It's so beautiful. And it must be quite a journey having four little ones with you all the time. It is. It is. But we all make it work. (laughs) I love to hear it. So how did you become interested in microdosing? So this past year, I um, came across microdosing and the benefits that it could um, help with depression and anxiety, uh, which I have both. Um, And so I really just started researching, 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 and just seeing if it was a right fit for me. And, you know, I've been into holistic medicine and plant medicine in general. So I wanted to give it a try and see how it would improve my mental health and just wow, it's been so helpful in that aspect. And I'm so happy to have it as a tool that I can reach for whenever I feel like I need it. Wow. And do you have a schedule you usually stick to with your microdosing? So typically I follow the three days um, or the two days on and then three days off just so I, you know, because with mushrooms, you could build a tolerance um, really quickly. So I started with that, but now um, I've just been doing it as I've felt called to, which has decreased and decreased, but I still notice those benefits staying with me with the uh, microdosing, which makes me feel like I haven't had to um, keep on that schedule. Okay, great. Yeah, I've heard a little bit about scheduling. Now, the way I've microdosed is usually with um, with a tea, but I know I've come across many companies that do capsule forms, and I even know people who do tinctures. So it's nice to hear that um, not only you're on a schedule, but you have something that works for you, because I can only yeah. imagine how busy your life is. Yeah, yeah. That's also why I, I 
personally, I'll either um, make my own capsules and it's pretty easy um, or I have little gummies. So it's just so convenient to just have that on the go. You know, if I feel like um, I need to microdose. Of course. Uh, So do you have previous experience with other plant medicines and what would you describe your relationship like with them? I do. So for the past year, eight years or so, um, I have smoked cannabis, which started more recreational in a way to like connect with friends and, um, you know, just have fun really. But in the past three years, it has turned into a tool that I use to uplift my mood. Um, and I only feel called to using cannabis really every so often. Um, whereas I microdose every week or other. Understood. And, I would like to ask, if you don't mind, um, with cannabis, do you feel that it gives you different effects than uh, using psilocybin microdosing, or do you feel like it does about the same for you? I don't, because I feel like personally why I've um, found myself slowly and slowly, um, you know, shifting away from cannabis is because I've realized that I don't really like that head high. I like that psilocybin allows me um, to really just deep, it it causes me to have deep thoughts and just deep, deep, deep thoughts. Whereas um, cannabis, I I like whenever I want to have a good time or, you know, when I just really need that instant uplifting boost. Psilocybin makes me more patient and calm. And so I like them for different reasons in that aspect. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people don't actually know the true differences between cannabis and mushrooms. They think they do the same thing. And I can agree with you. Um, I've kind of, even though I will always be a cannabis advocate, I will say I do appreciate the feeling of uh, journeying with mushrooms more, even through microdosing, because it allows me to tap into patients, uh, my emotions, like all the heightened anxiety that comes with being a parent. So I, I definitely can resonate with that. Yeah, exactly. That's how I, I felt about it. Um, but yeah. Uh, has How's it impacted your relationship with your partner or your kids? Are they able to see any changes in you or any differences? I think it has absolutely improved my relationship with those around me. I'm more patient with my kids, a thousand percent. I'm more understanding. My anxiety doesn't control me anymore. And that allows me to have a lot more fun with my kids without those like intrusive what if thoughts um, running through my head. I'm a better partner. I have all the energy in the world. Not all of it, but you know, (laughs) I have all the energy in the world and it's made a dramatic difference in my life. And in your personal relationship uh, with your partner, it changes in the way you guys respond to each other? Yes, I I definitely feel that. And also how we um, care for our kids. Usually, you know, I'm too exhausted from breastfeeding and waking up in the middle of the night. And I feel that it gives me that extra boost um, to, you know, like help out more and just be more present. And same with him because he's also um, microdosed and we both found it to be very beneficial. I completely understand. Um, It also allows you, like you said, to be very present. And I can just speak to this because I too have a very new baby right now, but you also have three more. Um, It is very hard to continue to connect with your partner when you're in this new phase. And then you have other children as well that you're tending to. It's like you're tending to everybody else's emotions. You're trying to pay attention to your own. And then we kind of 
forget about our partner sometimes in the mix, not purposely, just, you know, in the height of being a mom or being a parent. Yeah. And I also like that aspect of um, microdosing that it feels like a way to almost connect and have those deep thoughts together and ask your partner those questions. I don't know. Like, is that just me or do you guys do that as well? No, we do for sure. <laughs> I know. I love that aspect. And it feels like, you you know, you know, your partner, like to the most extent, but it also feels like another way to get to know them and know that side of them. So it's definitely um, improved and connected our relationship more, if anything, you know? Yeah, I definitely understand that. Um, and to kind of pivot from there, as far as your mental health goes, now I know we've talked about our patients, like with our children, getting better and being able to tap into those emotions, but how do you feel like you've been treating yourself since microdosing? I feel like it has definitely made me ask those hard questions to myself, like the why, why am I doing this in life? And not necessarily like asking myself in like negative aspects, but just making sure I'm happy with everything that's going on in my life. Um, am I taking care of myself? You know, because you can get lost with like motherhood almost. It feels like sometimes it's very easy to get lost in to motherhood. So it's just making sure I'm present in that too. I feel like that's what microdosing is all about. Like tapping into your inner, you know, asking yourself those questions and just being present and intentional and connecting with yourself. It's all about connecting in that aspect. Yeah. uh, When it comes to connecting with yourself, I feel like you said getting lost in motherhood, you don't really get too much time for yourself to think about your wants or your needs. And I feel like in the times that I have either microdosed or just journeyed with um, entheogens in general, it has helped me realize what I need and what I want in the moment. And during that, however long the time period is giving me time to kind of just sit with myself and be and remember that I'm still a person outside of being a mother. Yeah. So I know that you've been on social media as well. So we see a rise right now of quote unquote, microdosing moms. It's becoming very popular. Now you are also, um, do you identify as a woman of color, correct? Yes. How do you feel about the stigma that there is out there right now about using plant medicine and psychedelics uh, with people of color right now, both BIPOC and, um, you know, for your personal journey? I think there's number one, already a stigma around being a person of color and having a mental health issue, not necessarily issue. I don't want to say issue because, you know, um, but there is definitely a huge stigma around that. And that um, like some people almost believe that like, you know, like, like my family, for instance, they don't believe that um, in mental health problems in the black community, you know? Um, So it's, it's, it's very complicated, but, Um, So with that already going on, um, I think especially when you're using psilocybin or it's been around forever, but in the more recent years, it's very new and unheard of for people. Um, You really don't understand it until you fully work with the fungi and see its full potential. I think sharing about its benefits and ways it's positively impacted my mental health and relationship and parenting more will hopefully um, create a more understanding and let people know how beneficial it could be. Um, and so that's why I do openly share about it on Instagram, for instance, because I feel like, you know, that's where, what really sparked my curiosity is finding it on, um, Instagram. So. 
I agree. Like for me, and that's a big reason why I created the platform. It's not because I couldn't resonate with other people who are also um, using microdosing as a way to cope and, you know, get through their mental health challenges. But it was also a little bit difficult because I did not really see anyone who looked like me that was talking about it's only recently, you know, I found that there is community out there. It's just we don't necessarily feel comfortable speaking out about these things because of the stigma. Yes. And it's um, just, it's so hard to find and connect people. But once you're in that little community, it comes popping up like crazy. And it's so validating to see that. But I, that's why I share openly about it. It's not something that anyone should ever be ashamed of. If you are using plant medicine responsibly, do you, you know? Yes. Yes. I I completely agree. And I, with anything, um, it can be abused. I'm not going to sugarcoat that, you know, the same way you can abuse prescription drugs, you can abuse plant medicine if it's not used correctly. But I like to think maybe this doesn't apply for everyone that the power that it gives the mind, um, the awakeness that happens during using, um, entheogens or any kind of plant medicine, you, your mind doesn't work the same. You're afforded with more openness, um, more awareness. You're not making the same decisions that you would if you were say drinking. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why it's important to really like raise awareness around this on social media and, you know, talking to family and friends because they deserve to see people who are responsible in using plant medicine, Uh, moms, dads, business owners, um, teachers, you know, like, it is a legitimate form of, you know, bettering yourself. And so I feel like it's important to like spread awareness about plant medicines and fungi and cannabis and, you know. Yeah. And and again, I, I enjoy connecting with everybody. It does not matter who you are because it also allows me to tap into this universal consciousness where, you know, no matter what challenges and horrible things we've had happen in our lives and, you know, throughout the history of the world, that this is still meant to connect us at the end of the day. So um, I think it is also, I don't know about you, but it has helped me realize why I was born into the body of a Black woman. And I know not everybody can understand that or resonate that, but sometimes the way that I look at it, at least with myself, is though there are great challenges that come with being a person of color in this country um, where we are not only criminalized, we are sexualized, uh, we're looked at as, you know, just not worth our value at all, completely below. There's so many other ways I could put it, but I won't get into that today. But um, being born into this body, it's almost like I've been gifted with an opportunity to take back the things that I was stripped away from in my identity, you know, maybe in a past life or in my ancestors' lives, take this back and say, you know, this is how I choose to re-empower myself. Yeah. And I love that. And I love that you created this platform um, so people could see people like themselves doing things like this. You know, it's very important. And I love that. I just love that. So I'm also curious, how do you, if at all, um, plan to explain microdosing or plant medicine in general or working with fungi to your children? So my kids are very, very young right now, but obviously uh, when they do get older and start maybe asking questions or anything like that, uh, me and Ty already have a super open relationship with our children. Um, When they ask questions about anything, we give them an open, honest answer. And so that's what we'll continue to do. (laughs) You get a little baby snorting in the back. I know. So (laughs) sweet. I just love those little baby grunts and cues. 
<laughs> you know, I hope that there are more. Um, there is a book that I have personally. Um, her name is Miss Kindness B on Instagram. She wrote a book about explaining cannabis use to her children, and she includes them in her drawings. Uh, and it's so cute. And it probably is more appropriate like for an older child, maybe around like seven or eight, but just seeing that there's some kind of work being done to normalize this for families. Like it's not something that, you know, we're hiding from our children. You know, we want them to see us in a, not necessarily in a different light, but we don't want it to look like, you know, we're off doing some deep, dark drugs somewhere and, you know, we need to be away from them. I think for me, um, it makes me want to be closer to my children. How about you? Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, I'm, and I can parent better. I'm so patient and so understanding and I can really just get to their level and connect with them. But back to what you were saying about um, the book and normalizing it with children, our whole life, if you've went to public school, you know this, but we are taught like dr- any type of, you know, drug, anything are bad and Um, say no to drugs and stuff like that and just really taking back that power and teaching our kids that using it responsibly is okay using it to you know there are medicinal properties to these plants and you know so just teaching them and showing them that you know there you can use these tools responsibly is just a act of power right there of act of taking back your power yeah, and I think it's our responsibility to our children not to hide it from them and show it to them. I was uh, reading a little bit of information the other day. I was talking with my brother about how the D.A.R.E. program, if you, like you said, if you went to public school, you know, yeah. was one, <laughs> one, one of the biggest failures in America um, mm. in the way that they tried to educate. They were more scaring kids yes. into doing drugs oh rather goodness. than keeping yes. them off of them. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. I so resonate with that because like whenever I got older and really like got into high school, I was like, you know, it is more like you do drug drugs once and you die. And <laughs> that's what they teach us. They don't teach you how to use it responsibly, how it could be used beneficial, like beneficial and how it could be used medicinal. It's just, if you do drugs, you're a terrible person, which is not true. And especially um, growing up with a mom who also used cannabis, I saw that. And, you know, it, it also teaches children to criminalize those around them, which is not the case at all, you know? Yeah, and I hope, you know, even though I plan to homeschool with time, I do hope that a a different kind of program is developed to teach kids, you know, what these are, how it is used medically, because, you know, it's also being used on children. I've seen uh, CBD and THC oil both used for children who have seizures and, you know, to help calm them rather than putting them on medication. So if we can just start to create these programs now, I believe the world will look a little bit or a lot bit different than it does right now for children. Yeah. And and it's also such an awesome tool in that aspect. I've seen uh, CBD and um, THC also being used for like cancer patients or even kids who have like trouble, like trauma children who have went through serious trauma and it helping relax them at night so they can sleep and stuff like that. It's a, it's a tool for anyone, honestly. Um, so I, yeah. So what do you think the industry will look like about 10, 20 years from now? We'll say 10, just because I know the ages of both of our children. So we can look about 10 years into the future. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, so are you speaking about the cannabis or with microdosing? Um, both. Let's just talk about plant medicine and fungi in general, um, because we're talking about, you know, microdosing moms being the next new big wave that is becoming popularized. So, you know, 10 years from now, do you think you'll be able to like go to the store and get microdosing capsules, you know, from your local drugstore or, you know, what do you see for the future? I mean, maybe not the store, but I already see like mushrooms becoming more popular and popular. Um, They're adding it into coffee. I think more people are starting to realize their true benefits. Um, Now, uh, microdosing wise, I can't say confidently where I see it going in 20 years or 10 years. That's a long time. But I hope that it'll be decriminalized and um, widely available to those that can truly benefit from it. Um, I'd hate to see what happened with cannabis happened to mushrooms. Um, I like keeping things small. And really, when they go to those dispensaries and stuff like that, they charge way too much and no one should have to, you know, um, pay that much, you know, um, for their medicine in a sense. Yeah, it's not very inclusive. I, I don't even know that I see just yet a world where it's covered by healthcare, at least not on like Medicaid or anything, maybe on more exclusive healthcare plans. But, you know, with the way the world is going right now, you know, gas prices, the housing market, all of that, it, it's hard future for me to see. I won't say it's impossible, but it is know, very yeah. hard to see that at least being covered by medical insurance. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So I know you and I have spoken a little bit about this in the past, but I'd like you to tell the audience. So you're an herbalist as well. So can you tell us a little bit about your background in that and what your favorite parts of uh, working with different kinds of herbs outside of uh, plant medicine or psychedelics? Yeah. So I also make elderberry syrup and I sell that within my community. I infuse it with a bunch of different herbs. Um, I love, love cooking. Like cooking is my passion. Um, I tell people I love them through my cooking. So I love using real herbs in my cooking, um, not just spices and just really that's how I how I love to connect um, to connect. It's like almost a way of me pouring like myself into my cooking. Um, I like teaching my kids about different herbs so they know those tools. I also am familiar with essential oils. So really just teaching them and um, just giving them the, those tools so when they get older, they know what to do with different plants, how to work with different plants. And I think that's just um, awesome that they already know a lot so much uh, so far. Can you tell us what some of your favorite herbs are? Um, I love elderberry for its aspects of, um, or the elder plant for its aspects of um, healing and helping us whenever we don't feel well. So that's one of my favorites. Ginger, I have a lot of issues with digestion. So that is something that I reach for very often. And just really cooking and putting all those spices and herbs in my food is how I believe food is medicine. So that is also um, just a way that we incorporate that into our everyday lives. Yeah, incorporating it into food, I think, is the absolute best. That's the first way I think we not only just support our families, but it's the way we nourish ourselves and our bodies that is the ultimate magic. Yeah, and it's so diverse. Um, I like using sage for cooking, but also for blessing my home. And just there's so many uses for plants. And I believe everything that was put on this earth was put on this earth for a reason. And I love utilizing those tools, not only 
um, like cannabis and stuff like that, but just herbs in a whole, you know, um, just really utilizing what we were given when we came onto this earth. Of course, of course. So moving forward, another question that I have for you, when working with, when working with a microdosing, I'm not sure if you usually microdose around your moon cycle time, but in that time, do you feel like it helps you with that at all? The same ways um, women have described cannabis helping, you know, with cramping and mood swings and things like that. So I can't speak on uh, <laughs> microdosing on my uh, moon cycle because I've been pregnant for like uh, like four years straight, <laughs> maybe even more. Uh, but yes, when I use cannabis and I am on my moon cycle, um, I can definitely tell a difference. I actually tend to reach more for CBD. Um, not like whenever I was in labor, I reached for CBD um, to help me through contractions and stuff like that. So I definitely have my tools whenever you know that I reach for but it hasn't been microdosing yet so I'm curious to see how that turns out have you experienced anything um different like that well I haven't been pregnant for four years but for the past (laughs) two years I have been so I haven't gotten a chance to experience it um during my cycle just yet and I haven't gotten mine back since having my daughter. So I'll probably give an update for sure when I know, but for cannabis, for sure. Um, it always helps me just with the relaxing, because I used to always turn to Tylenol. That was my first thing. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. We just, we have baby poop too. She's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My uh, thing was, I do notice like, um, whenever I was in high school, I used to always reach for Midol and stuff like that. And, and not to say that, you know, over-the-counter medicine isn't great whenever it's needed, but for things like that, I always like, now that I'm older, I like to reach for um, my more natural options. And whenever I would take that mitol, I would instantly notice like a mood shift, almost like it, because you know, those cramps are bad. So um, they're not supposed to be, but whenever I was younger, they were so bad. And I could tell myself getting agitated when I wouldn't take them and stuff like that. So um, I'm glad to have cannabis as a tool because I haven't ever experienced any um, side effects in that sense. Nice. Uh, Have you ever utilized medicinal mushrooms for womb health? I haven't yet. No. I, uh, well, I will be having another guest on the show soon. Uh, it's a wonderful medicine maker. Her name is, goes by Magic Dose on Instagram. She makes a tincture uh, for womb health and it includes things like red raspberry, vitex berry, all of that. And these are not psychoactive or anything. It's literally just for medicinal health. And I think that's another thing people are realizing, like it's not just about going on a journey or a trip especially with microdosing, it's about, you know, getting a mood balance for a lot of people too. And in using that, you know, for womb health, you see that, okay, there's other things, there's brain function, you have lion's mane, there's so many other ones. And, you know, now they're putting out these documentaries, um, like Fantastic Fungi has been out for a while now, but now it's on Netflix, like as soon as you pop up. So mushrooms are definitely taking over. It is coming. Yes, definitely. And it's becoming more normalized. And not to say that, like, I don't love that. I do love that. And I love that for everyone. I just hope it also, um, how do I say this? Not protected, but it, I, I want to protect it in a sense, you know, because once 
all of this starts happening, I just hate for it to be like capitalized and stuff like that. And it's great that it's growing popularity, but it's also a very sacred, it's a very sacred practice. So um, yeah, I hope that it doesn't lose its sacredness. I know what you mean. And I think that is with all the commercializing of it right now, even just on social media, I think it is being forgotten very often just how sacred it is. We're not necessarily thinking about our ancestors using it. We're just thinking, okay, here's an alternative medicine for me to use. But we don't know that, you know, there was, you know, actual ceremony and tradition with this. Exactly. I think it's important to have your own ceremony as well, even if you don't know just yet what that looks like for you, because it'll increase the experience and the connectedness. And, you know, I think it's always possible and very important to honor the plants around us. They're a part of our everyday life. Exactly. And that's why whenever I started microdosing for the first time, I researched research this journey. I started journaling. I have a microdosing journal uh, within my like phone notes. And it tells me like the first time I ever took it and like how I felt what questions I wanted to ask myself what did I want to get out of it and so if you it's not that hard to incorporate this really just honor the plant and honor you know so that's what I always like to do before I microdose just journaling and then after just go back and um, see how you felt about it and just check in with yourself and just keep it very intentional Journaling is so important because I believe it allows you to see kind of where your mind is in the moment. And then, like you said, you can come back to and look at it and compare and say, okay, I felt like this, this day now. And it's also good to have a regimen for that reason too. You can see, you know, where you need to stop and take a break when you can start again, Um, because we don't want to overdo things. You know, life is about balance. We're not supposed to be over the moon, happy 24 seven, but we're not supposed to be in deep despair. We should be mm-hmm. able to work with different medicines to help give us that balance. I know we talked about um, uh, schedules in the beginning, but also just finding that own groove for yourself. And that's why it's also so beneficial because you really learn yourself and you learn like, oh, okay, I didn't microdose this day and I felt this, this, and this. And so it's just a nice um, place to be able to look back and go back and see how things have been. Yeah. And, you know, I I think that everyone who decides to microdose should just keep a small journal with them. Or even if you're just writing in your notes on your phone, just make a note of it. You know, I think it's funny with children. I remember being in school and then marking like what our behavior was for the day. You get like (laughs) a green or red mark, like if one was happy or if you were angry or if you did okay, but you didn't do great that day. Yeah. (laughs) We want to regulate these kids emotions, but we can't even like focus on our own half the time exactly exactly emotions are so hard yes so one of the uh, last questions I have for you today what is one of the biggest lessons outside of just patients that working with microdosing has taught you in the just in the amount of time that you've been practicing so far really it's just been teaching me about myself more than anything and just like I mean that in the biggest sense possible, like everything about myself has been almost opened up and unraveled good and bad, you know, it teaches you those good lessons, but you 
also have those uh, microdosing experiences that also um, it's disciplined me. Um, it's helped me parent my inner child. And it's also helped me, um, you know, just talk to my future self and just check in with myself. And it's just been about me, really. Like, it's it's helping me work on me. And I love that aspect for me. Um, but not only helping me work on me, it's helping me work on the relationships with those around me. And it's it's just been a really helpful tool. That's beautiful to be able to realize that you're still a work in progress. I mean, nothing is solved or healed overnight. Healing is a process that never ends. I think that happens all day, every day, even when you think I'm finally good now, finally gotten over all the things I needed to get over, something else pops up. So it's a good tool to have because you know that the journey never stops. Yes. So is there anything that you'd like to leave our listeners with today about you or just about our talk today? Not really. Um, I would just like to tell you guys to encourage you guys to do the research and see if it could possibly, if you could possibly benefit from it. Um, And if you can, like we talked about just grabbing that journal and making it a very intentional journey and checking in with yourself. And um, I'm excited for you guys. And if you're curious, just if if you'd like, you could even reach out and I could answer your questions or anything like that. Like I'm a I'm, I'm an open book when it comes to this type of things. And like we said, just raising awareness around uh, microdosing because I do believe so many people deserve to benefit from this. Um, so I wish you guys all luck on your journey or if you're already on your journey, good for you. Well, thank you so much for your wisdom and just for sharing and being vulnerable with us today. I know it is not easy for mothers, women, or, you know, anyone to come out and share these kinds of things because, you know, there's so much judgment around them. But I really thank you for coming on the show today, expressing, and I'll definitely be sure to include your Instagram in the show notes should anyone want to reach out and get a little bit of your great advice and maybe even some advice on how you homeschool and parent with those four beautiful babies you have. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me on, Taylor. I really appreciate it. And it was so much fun. Thank you. So until next time, you have listened to the Taylor Healing Collective podcast. Remember to let love lead the way. Talk to you all soon.
environment and surroundings to grow. Become a vibrational match to your desires. Take the hand of your old self and lead them into a new future. Feel yourself at peace, in flow, in tune, and at one with all that there is and all that there will be. The rhythm of the universe. It takes form inside of your soul. It is a vibration so powerful and intricate that it created you. Breathe.